Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Uh, welcome to a frustrating edition of the Fightful post-NXT podcast. I'm your host, Alex Pulowski. And everything sucks. I mean, not everything. Just, just the end. We were so close. Guys, we were so close to getting rid of Cross. It was so close. You just die. Uh, uh, but at least now we get to watch Samoa Joe murder him. We'll talk more about that. Um, we'll talk more about that as we get to it. <laughs> NXT is in a really interesting place. There's a lot of fresh matchups being teased. Um Matchups I didn't know I needed, and now I simply must have them the way I must have air to breathe. Uh, some new factions being teased. Uh, somebody leaving a faction? Was that a babyface turn? Not sure. We have Mandy Rose showing up out of the blue. Um... We had we had we had two two of our two of our favorite ladies from NXT uh, who were poised to be in actual storylines as of this time last week, poached, plucked from the NXT roster and dragged down uh, to SmackDown. Um, I guess we'll start there. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Um, now, are a tag team on the main roster. Um, they dragged down Shotzi, uh, from, from NXT without Ember. Uh, and they dragged down Tegan when she just got back. Um... And she was about to start a feud with Candice LeRae, the woman who put her on the shelf. And now they're now they're a tag team. They're Shotzi and Knox. Uh, they're Schnoxy. And Shotzi Blackheart is now just Shotzi. They they took out Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart, as as our old friend Jeff Hawkins wrote on Twitter, Shotzi Blackheart is a fantastic 
uh, wrestling name. Shotzi is the name for a poodle. Like, Vince and his weird fetish of shortening names, even good names. I guess Knox is still Tegan Knox, but they're just, they're, they're, they're testing it out. Maybe she'll just be Knox. Maybe she'll just be X. Just Shotzi will be Shots. Shot, 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 everybody. And, um, and, and Knox will be, just be X. So, uh, they, they got a win over the tag champs on their debut on SmackDown. So that's something. Tony Storm apparently getting called up too. We haven't seen her debut on SmackDown, but she says coming soon in her vignette. So she's gone and they're trying to, uh, figure out what they're going to do with all these storylines that have been abandoned and, and women that have been called up. Yes, credit to Joel Pearl for Schnoxy. It's a lot better than what I accidentally called them on the post-Smackdown show, which I accidentally called them Nazi. And that's not good. So Schnoxy is a lot better than Nazi. Just just saying that. Um, yeah, everybody. Hey, hey, you're on Fightful.com on the, on the, on the YouTube show. Uh, drop a like. Smash the like button. Uh, subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. Um, also, drop in a super chat, and I will address it on the air, and we'll talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Um, you know, within reason. I always say within reason, because you never know with you people. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron Entertainment says no payoff with Tegan and Candace now. Yeah, I guess Tegan just running off Candace and costing them the belts is the payoff we're gonna get, and we're just gonna have to be okay with that. But but really, the person the person who looks the worst out of all of this, unfortunately, is Ember. And here's why. I just chalked it up to. Vince is weird, and he wants uh, he wants Schnoxley together because he thinks it's fun. He wants uh, Shotzi and, and Knox because he thinks it's a cool name. Shotzi and Knox, as I said, it sounds like a, a like a TNT drama from two thousand six about you know private eyes looking looking for lost I don't know kids whatever whatever private eyes look for. Franklin and Bash, Rizzoli and Isles, Shotzi and Knox. So maybe he likes that. Um, but also, you called up Shotzi without her current tag team partner. Her partner that was, they were just the tag team champions of NXT a couple of months ago, six weeks ago. It's weird that they would t- call up Shotzi and not Ember together. I mean, nothing has any actual connection. There's no... NXT is not canon on the main roster. We recognize that now. It's unfortunate. It should be, but it's not. And then tonight, Ember versus Dakota Kai starts off the night. And they start off by saying, um, uh, SmackDown selected the contract of Shotzi to, to be 
put to the put on the main roster. So if that's the case, why didn't they select Embers? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want Ember anywhere near the main roster. We've seen what what Vince does with the main roster. Like it's, I mean, uh, we she was so far out of the main women's picture that she was running around chasing the twenty four seven schoolboy roll up title, and she slipped on some water and tore her Achilles. Was never going to wrestle again. She thought. So let's please keep Ember far away from Vince. So I guess blessings in disguise. Aaron Entertainment says Shotzi should be the women's money in the bank match. It's made for her in her daredevil ways. It's certainly made more for her than Natalia. Good Lord. The scuttlebutt is that, um, is that, uh, it may turn out that Sonya puts herself in the Money in the Bank match. Uh, that that might be something that happens, and if so, I'm all I'm here for that. I'm here for Sonya being in the Money Bank match. Um, but yeah, Sh- Shotzi, Shotzi should be in there over Natalia for sure. Uh, and Ricardo Alito says WWE screwing NXT is basically, you know, why are people surprised? We're not surprised. Never surprised. Just, you know, disappointed and upset. Um, Yeah, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Very quickly. Justin Lopez, stellar Justin Lopez, hits a super chat, says, them randomly setting up Zaya versus Raquel this soon is suspect to me. They better not be dragging down Raquel. No, 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 no. This, to me, what this is, is... We had planned on having a Shotzi versus Raquel match one-on-one. Um, and Shotzi's on the main roster now. So let's, who else do we got who's ready for this? Hey, let's do a, let's do a random Zia Lee program. Should we? Okay, cool. It's good for a one-off. I don't think there's any way Zia Lee is, is beating Raquel for the title. Do I think Raquel's being called up before the end of the year? Yeah, unfortunately. Drag down. Yeah, unfortunately, I do. But now, Bazaya isn't ready. But if you if you if you if you hear all the reports, apparently, Trips and and HBK are in love with the whole Tian Shaw thing. So, you know what I'm in love with? Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon. I think these women have such great chemistry. Two of my favorites uh, on any roster of WWE. Um, I, I just I just love the way they work together, and I'm I'm pleasantly surprised to see Dakota win a, win a match over Ember as clean as she did. Like I don't know if it was entirely clean, you know, because you know you got Raquel at ringside, but there wasn't straight up interference. There wasn't an actual like, hey, get off the apron! Whoops, I got rolled up. Um, there wasn't that. There was a match with a fairly clean finish. I actually enjoyed the way she like plucked her, uh, pull, pulled her over, and put her on the on her on her uh, on her back. The old go to kick. Yeah, cool. I love Ember. I love Dakota Kai too. Dakota Kai needed the win more than Ember did at this point. 
Ember Ember had her one on one title title match versus uh, Raquel. I don't think they were going to do that program again right away. Um, so Dakota getting a win here is big because after Dakota Kai gets a win, um, Raquel joins her and Zaya Lee comes out and she says uh, she walks right past Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai is like, "Well, hello, whatever." Um, and Zaylee says, um, you know, you stand in the way of my destiny or something. And Raquel's like, oh, you want this? My title belt? Yeah, sure. Let's, let's do it. Um, and the, the, I, I know Raquel was a, a, a large, a large lady, very tall. Uh, and there are some smaller women on the NXT roster. But Zia Lee, all of her offense is kicking. I don't know if she can get her foot that high. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be an interesting match. The other thing about it is that if you were, go- if you were going to do a Zia Lee versus uh, Raquel uh, program for the title, then I think you should have planned ahead a little bit better and, and had Zia beat... Um, Beat Mercedes easier. And without the help of her 5,000-year-old great-aunt sitting in the chair with her with her mind-control powers, like, uh, if you're, if you're, if you're going to do this, then Zia Lee should be able to mow through uh, Mercedes Martinez. Now, I love Mercedes Martinez. I don't think Zia Lee should mow through her. But if you're going to do a Zia Lee program for the title, then she shouldn't have had that much trouble with Mercedes Martinez. But that's why I think it wasn't planned. I think, I think Shotzi was going to get this title shot. And, uh, and she, got, she got called up. Dragged down to the main roster. Um, so earlier today, the Diamond Ryan's getting interviewed. Um, Malcolm Bivens doing all the talking. Uh, he says, we got the best competitors, the best prospect, and the best coach. So Hideki Suzuki, coach. Uh, I believe Hachiman is what they're calling him. Uh, so Hachiman is a coach. Everyone's like, oh, I thought they had, had signed Hideki Suzuki to be a coach. Why is he in the Diamond Mine? Because he's the coach of the Diamond Mine. I appreciate that they have on-screen characters that are coaches. I think that's a cool... It's a cool thing. And who's to say he couldn't at one point get in the ring? You know, just because one guy calls him out specifically. Um, so they're going to do an open challenge. And then Bobby Fish walks up and he's like, I'll, I'll do it. And, uh, and Roddy, Roddy's all about it, which is a weird, like, they haven't dealt with the Roddy and the, and the uh, Undisputed Era fallout. They haven't dealt with it yet. Like Roddy was like, "Hey Kyle, I still want to be your friend." And Kyle's like, "Listen, the whole thing is completely done. I, I can't do any more of this." And Roddy's like, "Well, then, fine, I retire." And he came back, and now he's part of Diamond Mine, and um, we, he has never interacted with Bobby Fish. I don't believe since Fish is back from injury. Why don't they like it? You know, like, uh. You know, why don't why why don't they like each other? I don't know. Whatever it is, 
So uh, Bivens is like, no, you're going to face Tyler Rust instead. So then uh, Vic Joseph does one of his patented things when like, we're going, obviously going to commercial. So then <laughs> Vic Joseph does the thing where he says competitor one, competitor two, next. But uh, but <laughs> but, but he but because the competitor one and competitor two are named what they are, Vic Joseph just says rust fish next, which sounds like either like a a, a, a list of spelling words for a first grader, you know, or the absolute worst dish at a bad sushi place. Yeah, I'll have uh, I'll have the rust fish. Just, you know, whenever you get around to it. Next, if you want. That's fine. Rust fish. Next. I don't want any rust fish, man. I mean, I'm, I'm sure with the way we've polluted the oceans, there's a lot of rust fish out there. But I, I don't want any, personally. That's just not my thing. <laughs> rust fish. Next. <laughs> anyway. So uh, I got a little video package to hype up Ikemen uh, Jiro. Uh, he says that uh, Ikemen is uh, Japanese for handsome, which I love. Handsome Jiro, handsome Jiro is great. I think that's fun. Uh, I, I, I think he's got a really fun jackets. Um, yeah. Uh, later we get, we, get a, we get a promo for Duke Hudson, who I didn't realize until tonight is Brendan Vink. Do you remember Brendan Vink from like the the weird very early part of the of the of the uh oh uh, uh of the uh, pandemic era the covid era in the in the PC when he was teaming with Shane Thorne and MVP was managing them for like three and a half weeks Brendan Vink was just this very tall fellow um uh, but I, I always made fun of him because his name was Brendan Vank. Like you, you can't, you can't have a name where the last name is Vank. It's just not a, it's not a good name, Brendan Vink. So that whole thing with Shane Thorne and 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 Brendan Vank and went went away, and Brendan Vank went down, back down to to NXT, and they repackaged him as Duke Hudson, which is a much better ring name. Duke Hudson is badass. That sounds like that sounds like an that sounds like a leading man uh, actor from the forties, Duke Hudson, and he he's he's lost some weight. He's definitely like shredded himself a little bit, and I didn't realize the dude could talk. Like he's got a really cool, very like like smarmy jerk persona that really works for him. Um, he says, uh, "It's like uh, uh, I've got the, the best biceps, the best back." And the best backside in the business. Any more bees and you'd be having honey. And like, what? This is great. He's definitely got a really... He's money. That guy's money. He's... He reminds me of like uh, like a Wade Barrett before they screwed him up. Like, Wade Barrett was, was, really, was really, really good for a while. And then they screwed him up. I fully intend... I fully expect WWE to screw up. You know what, Greg Carter? You're you're right. Duke Hudson is the brother of Rock Hudson. 
but it's not Rock Hudson. It's the Duke, John Wayne. The Duke, John Wayne, and Rock and Rock Hudson. Just put them together. Duke Hudson. It's perfect. I, I, I fully I fully expect uh, him to have a really fun little push as soon as he winds up on the main roster. We'll see what his ceiling is in NXT. But when he winds up on the main roster, he's got a fun little push, and then Vince will, will tire of him, and, and, and then we'll see. But for now, I really like the guy. I think he's I think he's got a, a very he's 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 just right for what they need. Um now we get to the thing I said it was gonna be. You don't have a guy in a loser becomes the winner's butler match if you're not just planning on having a whole bunch of content. And that's what this is. All night content. And because Cameron Grimes is so good, and to a lesser degree, because L.A. Knight plays his role so well, I thought all this content was great. I, 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 I thought it was really, really well done. Him showing up and be like, listen, I know I'm a little late, but I'm here. A different guy might not have shown up, but this listen, before I was a millionaire, all I had was my word, and I've still got it, so I'm here. Let's do this. It's like, no, no, no. First, we're going to give you a little makeover. And for a second there, I was panicking. I thought they were going to give him a haircut and shave his beard. I was like, you can't do that to Cameron Grimes. You can't do that to my Trevor Lee. No, 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 no. And they didn't. They just put his hair in a little bun, trimmed the beard a bit. But they gave him into, they put him into a very obviously like a, like a, uh, um, uh, <laughs> Like a a, a a costume for a butler, like it wasn't like an actual suit, like a tailored suit that had tails. Like it wasn't a it wasn't a suit. It was like obviously made out of like cheap fabric. Like if you would go to if you went to like a like I'm gonna go to Halloween Spirit Halloween uh, and I'm gonna pick up a butler costume. That's what this is. You can buy one for like twenty nine ninety nine at, at Spirit Halloween. And he's like, it's fine. They, 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 then, what's this, this the way that works? This, this is the reason it works. Because you're playing against expectations. L.A. Knight, his expectation is, I'm going to humiliate this guy. And as soon as he shows Cameron Grimes himself in the mirror, Cameron Grimes is like, I look great. Look how good I get. Look how good I look. Um, to the broom. Uh, which is a really funny line. The two. Thank you, Aaron Entertainment. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I just, I thought this was so good because the whole time L.A. Knight is ask, is telling him to do stuff uh, that he's that he expects Cameron Grimes to be like, I don't want to do that. I'm miserable. I don't want to be your butler anymore. But the whole time Cameron Grimes is like, I love being your butler. This is a lot of fun. This just put me to whatever I'll do for you. You know, it was like, okay, sir, let's go. Uh, and now I want you to mow this lawn. And it's a huge lawn. Uh, and he's like, okay, fine. I'll just get on this giant riding tractor lawnmower. It's like, no, 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 no. Use one of these push dealies. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Um, but the one thing I wanted, and I, and I, I guess it was too much to expect. He says, I like detail 
in my lawn, you know, like cut and like little patterns. Like if you if you mow at a certain angle, the, the grass looks like, you know, like a baseball diamond or whatever, right? The outfield like has like lines in it or like a design or whatever. I so wanted him to mow into the into the yard to just mow to the moon. So if you look at it from like a helicopter shot or a drone shot, it would say to the moon. I thought that would be funny, but you know, whatever. And later night, we're just going to do this whole thing smashed together. Then at the end, uh, um, Lillanite walks up and he's sitting, he's sitting in a chaise lounge by the pool in a Speedo, but still wearing his white butler gloves, which I thought was a fantastic choice. Um, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? I thought I told you to mow the lawn. He's like, oh yeah, no, it's all done. Um, uh, there's a kid raking the grass and he's like, what are you doing? What's, what's with the kid? Well, before I was a millionaire, I mean, listen, I may be a butler, but I'm also a millionaire. I know how to delegate. So he paid the kid. He said he was going to pay the kid to do it. It's like, this is Noah. Uh, I was like, what are you doing? Get out of here. It's like, no, I, 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 what did we agree on? We agreed on 500. Uh, he's about to pay the kid and LA Knight won't let him play the kid. Pay the kid. So the kid kicks him in the shins and then, um, Cameron Grimes accidentally knocks fully clothed L.A. Knight into the pool. And if you if you know this detail about Vince McMahon, you'll know I think Cameron Grimes is being dragged down to the main roster very soon. Vince McMahon thinks the funniest thing in the world is a fully clothed person being pushed into a swimming pool. He thinks that's the funniest thing in the world. He said so in interviews. So I think he's gonna somebody's gonna somebody's gonna send him this clip and say, "Hey, hey, Vince, look how hilarious this is!" He's like, "Get me that butler. I want, I want him on. Get him, get him up here. I want him on Raw." Damn it, that's not that's not gonna be bad. No, but seriously, I think the storyline at least has another week in it, if not more. And eventually, we're gonna see Cameron Grimes get one up on on LA Knight in the ring, and it'll be a big pop. It'll be nice. Um, I'm only half kidding about the Vince McMahon dragging Cameron Rhymes to the main roster, but you never can tell with Vince, man. You never can tell with Vince. He 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 dragged Shotzi Blackheart there, and then got rid of the Blackheart and teamed her with a woman she's had one match as a tag team partner with. A year and a half ago. So odd. Um, so anyway, now we get our we, we rust fish. Now uh, it's <laughs> rust versus uh, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. Um, it's 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 rust doing some really cool stuff. Obviously, well trained by the Diamond Mine and uh, and Hideki Suzuki. Um, but it's a fairly short match. Um, mostly because Strong uh, gets on um, on the on the apron, and he and uh, Bobby Fish have a stare down. Um, and then uh, Rust does a chop lock, and then like a they call it a buzzsaw kick. Um, and he 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 kicks him in the head while he's on on his knees, which I guess is a buzzsaw kick. But there was no wind up to it. There was no build up. So I thought it was a transitional move. Um, 
Like he didn't he didn't sell it before he he hit the kick. You know what I mean? Like like there was none of none of that. He just did it. He just he just did the kick. And so I was surprised that it pinned fish, but it did. And then they were going to beat him up some more, but Kushida made the save. So Kushida and Fish run off the diamond mine. And so next week, it's Kushida and Bobby Fish versus Strong and Rust. Strong, Rust, Fish, Kushida. Now, Kushida needs a different name. Kush. (laughs) Strong, Rust, Kush, Fish, next. Maybe? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's cool that Tyler Russ got the win. Uh, I, I, I didn't expect it. I thought they were going to let Bobby Fish get a victory, but you know, Tyler Russ getting the win is good. I like that a lot. Um, so, uh, carrying cross is boxing a heavy bag and, and Samoa Joe walks up to him and says, Hey, I'm going to be your official tonight. He's all very business. Says, uh, um, few rules. Number one, protect yourself at all times. Number two, obey my commands at all times. You understand? Cross doesn't respond. Just big times him. So then uh, Joe kicks the heavy bag out of the way and says, you, you understand? Like, I, I want to understand. If you screw me in this match, you'll be the one to get dealt with. So I'll take that as a, as a yes, says, uh, says Joe. Um, also we see earlier today, uh, Gargano, Theory, Kenneth LeRae, Indy Hartwell walking in and Beth Phoenix, who's a uh, nosy Nancy now. That's her, that's her, that's her nickname. Nosy Nancy. Uh, but in Beth, um, she says, Hey, uh, Indy, what's going on with you and Dexter? Cause she's really into the whole index thing. Uh, oh, nothing happened. Like he was very much a gentleman. I'm like, I wanted something to happen. And I think he did too, but it was, it was just nice, you know? And so it's like, well, I think you need to take your chance. That's what she says. A little piece of advice. Sometimes you just get, you gotta, you gotta take a chance to see what happens. Um, so that's something. Um, last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was, Saray asked William Regal, um, I want a match with Tony Storm. And then Tony Storm said, no, I'm not going to wrestle you. And now Tony Storm's going, being dragged down to SmackDown. So she can't have a match with Saray. So Gigi Dolan uh, said, I'll have a match with you. Um, and so we get a Gigi Dolan versus Saray match. And um, she's the former Priscilla Kessley. Priscilla Kessley. Priscilla Kelly. Uh, and she, her, her, her ring entrance music is just, it's just the notes, um, from the, the, uh, the opening, like the melody of the Marilyn Manson cover of Sweet Dreams Are Made of These by the Eurythmics. It's just down, 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 down. It's just that over and over and over again to the point where I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> am I am I hearing things? And I was like, yes. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I don't I mean I don't know if they knew that's what they were doing when they wrote the music, 
but it's absolutely that's what it is. Anyway, Saray's great. I love Saray. I love a Saray. And Gigi Dolan, you know, Priscilla, Priscilla Kelly's a well-traveled wrestler. She knows what she's doing. So Gigi Dolan is also knows what she's doing. Um, but the big thing about this is that out of the blue, literally out of the clear blue fucking sky, Mandy Rose walks out onto the onto the stage. And this this Mandy Rose doesn't look like the Mandy Rose that we saw last night on Raw. Last night on Raw, she and Dana Brooke picked a fight with Natalia and Tamina. And that fight didn't actually happen. Like Tamina shoved Dana Brooke and they walked away and Dana Brooke wanted to fight but Mandy held her back. The implication being we're going to get a match between those two teams for the tag titles, like as soon as, I don't know, the pre-show on Sunday. Who knows? Like they do that kind of crap all the time. Um, But Mandy there was like her hair, her hair has always been down, um, you know, like framing her face. Uh, she, she wears like tight jeans, tank top. Um, that's her aesthetic. At least it has been on Raw recently. When she showed up tonight, she was wearing like a, a pastel, like pencil skirt and and blazer, and her hair was like pulled back very dramatically into a ponytail. Like it was just very sleek back and very pulled back. Very, you know, I didn't look I, I, to the point where I was like, "Is that Mandy Rose, or or is it somebody who looks like Mandy Rose in the face?" Because it looks so different. Um, so listen, listen, here's the thing. Um, I think Mandy Rose has such a higher ceiling than Dana Brooke. Personally, that's what I, I believe. I think Mandy Rose has a, has a much higher ceiling than Dana Brooke. And I thought it was a ridiculous thing that they, that they had this huge feud going on through the whole spring of Sonya versus Mandy, and it led up to a big match at, Su- at SummerSlam, a loser leaves WWE match thing. And they put over Mandy Rose strong in that match and had her beat Sonya. And what was her reward? Like a, a ticket to the to the, to the top of, of the women's division? No. They shunted her over to Raw and put her in another tag team with somebody far less talented than Sonya Deville. Like, what a huge misstep that was. They could have easily ridden that wave of, of Mandy Rose, you know, and done something with it, and they did nothing with it. And she's been saddled with Dana Brooke for months now, and nothing's actually come of it. The only, the biggest thing that's happened to Mandy Rose since she's been on Raw, teaming with Dana Brooke, is that at WrestleMania, she slipped on the ramp and fell on her ass. So if she winds up, like, in NXT doing something that's much better for her but at the same time they broke up a tag team if they bring her up to nxt and leave dana down on raw they're breaking up another tag team i mean this one is a good tag team to break up but 
I mean, yes, Carlos makes makes a point. Also, they they did they broke up Otis and and Mandy in the process. That was the other thing. They broke up Otis and Mandy at the same time. They were breaking up Otis and Tucker. Like the whole thing was a complete and utter misfire. Like it was just everything was so bad with that storyline. Am I cautiously optimistic about the idea that more people from Raw and SmackDown who are not being utilized? maybe to their full potential or maybe even in the right way could be called up to NXT. That's, that's good. More, more of that. I would like there to be like a, a way you could, you could go back and forth to, to, to show up at NXT and do like a two month run with a, with a, with a program for something. And, and then we could see what happens. Maybe that reinvigorates your character. Now, that's never going to happen, but more people going from Raw or SmackDown to NXT, if they're not being used right, is good because it means people who are good, like really good in on Raw and SmackDown who aren't being used could wind up in NXT and have really great matches against much better competition at a much better brand like Mustafa Ali, who's never gotten a chance to be in NXT and I think would be perfect in there. What I'm saying is, if Mandy Rose coming to NXT gets Mustafa Ali to NXT, I'm all for it. Um, people are people are giving him uh, giving her uh, uh, people are giving <laughs> uh, yes, uh, welcome uh, Karen Samanis to uh, to Fightful, Fightful Faithful, everyone welcome Karen's to Fightful. Um. She's being greeted with a chance of you don't go here. Um, and uh, I, I didn't know she was like here to like help Gigi uh, or what, but she's just there to watch. She's just there scouting. Uh, and Saray uh, does. Um, Dolan gets knocked into the ropes. And this is one of my favorite moves, like in all of NXT, that that I don't get to see it often enough because they don't have Saray wrestle often enough. Saray runs and does this basement drop kick that almost knocks Gigi's head clean off her shoulders. Oh my goodness! And then she picks her up and does this suplex that I I, I have I have never seen before, which was just, it's like a complete she's like a back bend with this woman in her arms and drops her on her head. Like, it, oof, my God, really cool. Um, and then Rose is like, hey, pretty good. And she walks away. This is not the last time we'll see Manny Rose in the night. Uh, Legado de Fantasma backstage. Uh, Santos cuts a promo on uh, Bronson Reed saying he got lucky, see, because I was coming for his title. And now he doesn't have to face me anymore. So that's good for him. Also, uh, now Swerve Scott's North American champion, but I'm not taking my eyes off of that title. I'm going to get him. And then Walking Wild takes shots at their cipher from last week, which is like, good luck, buddy. Um, uh, yeah, because uh, that still still was awesome. Um, I did not know that I needed needed 
a six-man feud between Legado del Fantasma and Hit Row, but I need a six-man feud between Legado del Fantasma and Hit Row. I need it. Um, we haven't had enough of those. Like, remember the Wyatt family versus the Shield? Like, I'm not saying the match they're going to have is going to be that good, but like, wow. I still think they are protecting the hell out of AJ Francis at a, at a top dollar. They're protecting him right now. But in a match versus those three guys who can ball bump their asses off and they're all half his size, he gets to be the, the sole powerhouse. The, the, all three guys are going to te- uh, team up to, like, to get him out of the picture. He'll wind up back in there, like choke slam two guys at once. There's all kinds of great stuff you can do with that, with, just with AJ Francis. Not to mention Swerve versus Santos. Uh, they have such good matches already, but now with Swerve having a little bit more of an edge, so good. And uh, low-key, my, my favorite character in all of this is Ashanti the Adonis because he's like that guy who like who, who loses it in the middle of the match like where he he all of a sudden like he just he sees red and he doesn't want to win the match he wants to like maim somebody so he flies off the handle and you need he needs a guy like top dollar to like calm him down that's a cool wrinkle to have within your faction so they cut a little promo about them, you know, uh, and then he says, I'm now I'm going to beat Dexter Loomis because, you know, he's he's not present because he's worried about his girlfriend. Um, and he does. He beats Dexter Loomis with the help of Joaquin Wild and Ren- Ro Mendoza. Um, Loomis is able to get him up into the little spine buster and then was going to put him in the uh, his little uh, sleeper hold thing that he does, his seated sleeper. But walk, uh, but Mendoza pulls Escobar out of the ring. Uh, Wild attacks uh, Loomis, which uh, allows Santos to hit the Phantom Driver and get the win. Um, which is fine. Loomis, Loomis isn't doing anything right now. He's he's a love interest for Indy. It's a cute little story. That's what he's doing. He doesn't need winning. That's f- he doesn't need to win. Santos needs to win. Because he's only had losses recently. Like, since he lost the Cruiserweight uh, title to Kushida, he's only lost matches. So he needs wins. This is good. If you're going to put him up against Hit Row, this is a good thing. Speaking of Hit Row, uh, as, as, they, uh, as they're leaving, they're backing up, and there's Hit Row. And they get in their faces, uh, and I, 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 I just, I need it. I need it. I, I got to have it. Um I'm 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 very very excited. Um, yeah, very much very much excited for that. Um, so Wade Barrett has an interview with Kyle O'Reilly, kind of out of place, short. Um, but Kylo says like, yeah, I watched the footage back. I don't know who that was. I didn't have the killer instinct I needed. Um, I. I I made some mistakes um, and now I know what to do. Um, so they're going to do another rematch. He wants one. And now he doesn't want to just beat Cole. He wants to end Cole. 
I am the guy who will finish Adam Cole, he says. All right. Fair enough. Um, uh, so, <laughs> in a repeat, uh, in a, like a, not repeat, a callback, a takeoff from last week when Dexter Loomis came to the ring and scooped up Indy Hartwell, who was laying on the apron um, last week and carried her off. Indy tries to do the same thing to Dexter Loomis. Uh, but she's able to pick him up and take a few steps before she collapses, but she kind of falls on top of him and is about to like give him a long, slow kiss uh, when Candice LeRae comes out and shoves her off of um, off of Dexter Loomis. She's going to play the play the the mom. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Duke Hudson versus Zeke Manjiro. Um, I thought this was a really, really fun match. Good, good clash of uh, clash of styles. Um, uh, I think the right guy won. I think a lot of people were really hoping for Manjiro to win, um, but uh, but Duke Hudson is just, just there's something you can do. With, he's he's a really easy promo. Um, he's got a good look about him. Um, sometimes you just need like a the the smarmy asshole jock you just need that guy around and they don't have guys like they have like super technical wrestlers um and la knight is kind of this actually you know who i what i think duke hudson would be great at being la knight's heavy like he he can he can also do some talking himself but like if la knight wanted to pay somebody to beat up dudes for him i think duke hudson would be perfect for it because um, Duke Hudson wants money. LA Knight apparently now has money because he's got the belt. That could be fun. He could be he could be his his uh his diesel or his or his or his Virgil, I guess. Um but there's all but I see a much higher ceiling than that for Duke Hudson, just so we're clear. I'm saying for right now, if they're trying to slot him into something. Um uh Seller says Duke Hudson has it. A 6'5", Hugh Jackman. That's a very good comparison. Wade Barrett even said he reminds him of himself, and I could see that too. He does. It's, it's an, he's an Australian young Wade Barrett. Because, I mean, Wade Barrett used to be able to use, used, man, they, they just had him do nothing. Remember when he was teaming with Stardust near the end? He, when he was the Cosmic King? Because they had him... He won, a, he won the King of the Ring tournament, like 2016, 2017. And then he was King Barrett. Like now they're doing this stupid thing with King Corbin and now King Shinsuke Nakamura. But for a while, he was the Cosmic King. They didn't know what the hell they had in him. Um, but Jiro gives a tarantula submission of the ropes. Um, there's a big uppercut to the jaw. Uh, Jiro's able to kick out at one. Hudson goes for a huge uh, crucifix bomb, but Jiro counters into a uh, with a with a hurricane rana. Um, but I, he's got he hits him with a huge boss man slam. It's a good move for Doug for Duke Hudson. There's other guys that are using it right now. Uh, but 
I think I think it really works for him. I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what happens with him. But I, but I I really like. I think he's a good. The thing about this breakout tournament is they haven't released a bracket yet, so I can't predict who's going to win. And that I can't look at the brackets and go, oh well, that side of the bracket is absolutely lined up for this guy to come to go in. Uh, or or whatever, having having matches in the tournament before you've released the bracket tells me you have no idea who you're going to put over to win the tournament. Um, you knew for a fact you wanted Duke Hudson in the second round, but they also didn't. They said next week breakout tournament continues, but they didn't tell us specific matches. We don't know who's fighting whom. In the first round, you already had one first round match, but we don't even know who the other first round matches are. Come on, come to a decision, figure it out, build your bracket accordingly, and then do it before you have the first match of the tournament. I maybe I'm old fashioned. So, Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Pete Dunn and Oni Lorcan. Uh, says I, I know you'll be watching tonight's main event close uh, uh, closely, and I I I do love that my Pete Dunn impression is um, is so accurate because whenever I do my Pete Dunn impression, I just say I don't care. I'm Pete Dunn, and I don't care. I don't care. I'm Pete Dunn. Um, and what does he say? The first thing he says is like, "Let me be clear. I don't care who wins tonight." Right there, he's. Just, I'm right. That's what he says. I don't care. I don't care who wins. Because whoever does, uh, I'll like Johnny Gargano. If, go find Johnny Gargano and ask him who the baddest man in NXT is. Um, and then ask Karrion Cross what happened when he put the cross in the triangle at TakeOver, which is, which is, a, which is a good callback because Cross was done. D O N E. Um, before uh, somebody saved him in that match. Um, but Timothy Thatcher walks up. He's just like, so what is it? Are you the baddest man in NXT or the best technician in NXT? Uh, well, who's asking? And then Tommaso Ciampa runs in and beats them all up. <laughs> and there's a big brawl. And I love that, like, what, what, what Timmy is saying is that my friend Tommy is the baddest man in NXT, and I'm the best technician. So you can't be both of those things because that's who we are. And now I'm looking at um, Tommy and Timmy versus uh, Peter Dune and Oni Lorkin, and I'm like, just hook that to my veins. Like, as much as I need um, uh, Hit Row versus uh, <laughs> versus Legato del Fantasma, that's also as much as I need Tommy and Timmy versus Pete and Oni. Oh, that's going to be great. Um, they are leaving so many things open for so many possibilities. Uh, and I, I, I do like that a lot. Um, so uh, Leah and Jessica Maya face Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro, the Robert Stone brand represented there. Um, so uh, Casey and Caden win. Uh, they do their, um, this just seems like a very dangerous maneuver. Um, they do the like, the rude awakening neckbreaker 
combined with a 450 onto the on like as they're doing the neck breaker, uh, which just seems like dangerous. Like if you if you mistime that, you could really hurt somebody. Um, but it went off without a hitch tonight, so that's good, I guess. Um, so Casey gets the pin. And then Beth gets to talk about how these two women, I'm so proud of them. They they weren't in that number one contender uh, match to see, you know, who who faced, who you know, that Zoe and uh, uh, EO won. Zoe, EO, EO. They, they weren't in that match. So um, uh, so they thought they should have been. And so they, they they had to battle through so many things in the year 2020. What a, what a tough year for them. Injuries and, 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 and whatever. And and I was like, did they also have to battle through mask mandates? <laughs> Casey Catanzaro couldn't keep herself away from like <laughs> being photographed in parties without wearing masks at the height of the pandemic. Could that be possibly why they were away? Anyway, if they want to do a Casey and Caden uh, versus Zoe O E O. Um, then I'm fine with that as long as Zoe and EO win. Um, so after the match, Robert Stone comes in to help up Aaliyah and she flips out on him. She shoves him a couple times, then slaps him in the face and then beats the hell out of him. Just like runs up and kicks him in the ribs a couple of times. Um, and, and the crowd is going crazy for Aaliyah which is something that I've never had the opportunity to say in the history of her being NXT, which is like six, seven years now. I mean, it's at least five years. She's, she's been in NXT uh, on NXT TV off and on uh, since I've been at Fightful. So five plus years. She had uh, her former tag team partner, Vanessa Bourne, dragged down to the main roster where they promptly forgot about her. Uh, and now this is the biggest thing that she's ever done. Aaliyah beat the hell out of her manager, Robert Stone, who nobody likes. And Jessica Maya is standing there, uh, sitting there on, on the side, watching the whole thing happen. Like either join in and help. I mean, Aaliyah says, I've done everything for you. You've done nothing for me. I've done so much more for you. And this loser she gestures to her partner, Jesse Kamea. So I could see why, like, Jesse wouldn't want to help uh, Aaliyah take out Robert Stone. But she also does nothing to stop it. And she's much bigger than Aaliyah. She just sits there. So Aaliyah gets chanted. Like, everyone's chanting for Aaliyah. We all love Aaliyah. As she walks off, she, like, gives a little little wave bye-bye to Jesse Kamea. And she walks off. So she's a baby face turn. Or maybe she's getting dragged down. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like, why are we doing this? Do we need more baby faces? And does one of them have to be on? Uh, does one of them have to be Aaliyah? I, I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> but then Frankie Monet shows up, and and she and Jesse Kamea and Robert Stone leave together. She's been like hanging out, like trying to like getting in the ear of Jessica Maya uh, when Robert Stone's not around. But now she's like just like taking ownership of the Robert Stone brand. Like Frankie Monet is somebody that I would not be surprised to see like just yanked right up or dragged 
by surprise right down to the main roster because uh, she's so TV ready. It's weird that she even started in NXT. Um, but I, I fully expected her to get a title shot before Zia Lee. But I guess maybe they're saving her to have like a real program for the title. Um, not sure. But she's walking backstage with, you know, with Jesse and and, um, and Robert Stone. Let me see what we'll say here. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Stone gets asked, is is Elise a part of the group? And it's like, uh, uh, Monet says, uh, we know we're going to have to worry about Aaliyah. So Mandy Rose walks up and she she says to Frankie Monet, it looks like the brand is under new management. And Frankie Monet laughs and Rose walks away. So... Are we are we teasing an alliance between Frankie Monet and Mandy Rose? What's going on here? I I don't know what's going on. It's a very odd thing. It's a very odd thing that they're doing now. We'll see. We'll, we'll see where this goes. But I think Frankie Monet is a is an infinitely better partner for Mandy Rose than Dana Brooke. So, all right. We see uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, goes talks to Austin to Gargano and Austin Theory, uh, and uh, says, "Hey, you got to protect yourself at all times. Follow my commands at all times." Uh, and like, yeah, sure, no, what no, the, the, the Joe, Joe, Joe? They're trying to like offer him one of their new shirts, uh, and so he walks out, and Pete Dunn is standing there. Now, I don't know the timeline. This is earlier today, I think. So did Pete Dunne get the hell beat out of him by Tom Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher before or after this this run in with with Joe? I don't know, but who cares? Um, uh, I, I just need Samoa Joe and Pete Dunne to stare at each other longingly every time they cross paths uh, for the next year or so. I don't. They are either they were. All day, all, all night tonight, they were either um, teasing potential Samoa Joe matchups or trying to throw you off the scent by having other ones as red herrings. Um, they keep doing the Pete Dunn and Joe stare down. So you got to come through with the match. 
if he's cleared, you got to come through with the match, but not before the other one, I guess. Uh, Adam Cole uh, comes out, gets a cuts a promo about you know he beat up Kyle O'Reilly, or whatever. But then uh, he wants to talk about some, uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, you're nothing but you're nothing but a but an, but a, but an overpaid security guard, which I thought was good. Um, how dare you sneak up behind me? Uh, and then you did nothing when 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 O'Reilly attacked me and tried to tear my knee apart. Um, you don't scare me, Samoa Joe. Uh, I'd call you out, but I know you're not man enough to come out and face me. And then Bronson Reed comes out, and he says, well, you are a master manipulator of people who have something to lose. I don't have anything to lose because I lost the North American Championship. And everybody's asking, what's my next move? What am I going to do next? Well, you're NXT's golden boy, but I think you're my golden opportunity. So... Uh, Adam Cole attacks, but Bronson Reed quickly gets the better of it. And if we're going to have a Bronson Reed being dragged down to the main roster, I I can think of worse ways for him to go out than having a match versus Adam Cole that's a banger. That could be a lot of fun. I guess, right? Uh, yeah, so it looks like we're getting Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole. Um, Cole winds up uh, being knocked out of the ring uh, at the bottom of the ramp as Samoa Joe comes out. Samoa Joe pays him no mind because he's on the ring, on the way to the ring to do his uh, his 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 um, official duties as the official special guest referee in this NXT title match. And now we gotta talk about this. guys i'm losing faith i'm 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 losing faith that they're ever gonna take the title off of carrying cross this feels to me as much of a troll as it was when they gave eva marie a title match versus bailey and everyone believed secretly that they wanted eva marie to be the champ and we all loved bailey at the time uh, and it was this thing, every, every time there was a near fall, we all held our breaths collectively. Don't you dare do it. Don't you do it to our girl, Bailey. Not Ava Marie. Not like this. But they were trolling us the whole time. They, they had Bailey win the match. Uh, it was the best thing Eva Marie's ever done. Um, uh, was, was, was play that role in that match. Uh, but it was a giant troll. They knew what we, what we were afraid of. And they, they, they were like, oh, well, we're just going to tease you with it. They know what we want here. They know what we want. We want that stupid entrance out of our lives. We want that title off of Karrion Cross. Drag him down to the main roster as soon as you please. They had him in a five-way match at the TakeOver where he didn't even have to get pinned to lose the belt. They didn't do that. They have him tonight. In a match versus Johnny Gargano, where the where the special guest referee is a guy we know Cross has a problem with. It was tailor made tonight. Everyone Cross had that match on main event that he slept walked through versus Shelton Benjamin. It's a terrible match. 
but it was seemed like they were primed to to have put him on the main roster. But no. Samoa Joe, you had one job. Your one job was to give Johnny a fast count. To help Johnny out. Here's why. Johnny, this is a, this is a fine match. Jo- Johnny Gargano sells well for for, for Cross. Cross is never going to be my cup of tea, guys. Never ever. Um. And I, I uh, Cross sells for some of the things that their Gargano does, but it's 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 the match that we expected it to be. Um. Then there's there the, that uh, Cross and and Joe get into their face a couple times, but nothing actually happens. And then um, he has um, Johnny in his, what they call, they call it the cross jacket now, not the straight jacket. Um, uh, but the way it, the way he does his little his little thing now, like it's the laziest, it's the laziest sleeper, guys. Like Cross can't even put the sleeper on right. Like I'm not saying actually choke the guy out. I'm saying make it look like you are. Like it's you you put this thing here, right? Right? And then you're 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 pulling your own arm back with your other arm. And to make sure you can do that, you put this arm, this hand behind your head, and you pull your head back to cinch in the thing even deeper. That's what you do. But that's not what Killer Cross did, Carrying Cross did. He did this. Looked like he was just kind of just. He look, he, you know what he looked like? He looked like Charlie Brown standing behind a wall in those old, in those old, those old cartoons. <sighs> Gee, Linus, I don't think that little red-haired girl likes me. That's what he looked like. He looked. He was just like, ah, oh, gee, that's what he looked like. Come on, Cross, cinch it in, or at least make it look like he was. Ah, well, whatever. So he's he's got Gargano in it. Gargano makes it to the ropes. He doesn't let go fast enough for Joe's taste. So Joe forcefully pulls uh, Cross off of Gargano. Um, it winds up with Gargano uh, being out on the on the on the floor. Cross goes to get him. We wind up back into the ring, and Gargano out of nowhere heats, uh, hits the the one final beat. Hits the one final beat, and uh, thanks, guys. I, I I came up with it in the moment. But I was trying to. What does that look like? The Charlie Brown thing. What does that look like? That's what it looks like. The Charlie Brown thing. Um, he hits one final beat. Johnny does, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, "This is it." Joe is pissed at Cross. Joe, this is what this is. This is how this is how you should have done it. Cross is Joe is pissed at Cross. Johnny just hit his his finisher, so Joe does a fast count one two three. Cross is extra pissed at Joe. Now, Joe did a fast count, but he didn't get physically involved. So Regal can be disappointed in Joe for doing that, and we can maybe handle that business some other time. But after um. 
then if you're going to do the thing they did at the end, fast forward to the end, Cross kicks out of the regular count of the, of the final beat, hits like four power bombs on, on Johnny, uh, and then a Saito suplex, and then, um, and then pins him, and then wins. And then after the match, Cross attacks Joe, even though Joe called it down the middle. And he puts Joe in the, in the straight jacket, the cross jacket. And this time it looks like he's actually doing some work, kind of cinch it in. And he chokes out Joe saying, well, now you've been provoked, Joe. What now? What are you going to do now, Joe? And I hope the answer is Joe murders him. Um, but I know that's not the answer, unfortunately. Um, but if you're going to do the thing where Cross flips out on Joe then have Joe call it fast in favor of Johnny and Johnny becomes champion. I don't want to see Johnny Gargano as champion for more than like three weeks, but he doesn't have to be. He can lose it to anybody. Take your pick. There's a bunch of people like hot, hot shot, Roddy strong into that spot. You could, you could do that. Roddy strong. The diamond mine could be a lot of fun. Malcolm Bivens cutting promos for the NXT champion. You tell me you wouldn't want to see that. There's a lot of fun stuff. Finn Balor could come back. A lot of cool stuff you could do. The point is not who gets to be the NXT champion. The point is who doesn't get to be, and that's Karrion Cross. Now, I don't know if this means Joe is cleared to wrestle again, but that they if somebody's not cleared, they won't let them they won't let anybody breathe on them too hard. So I can only assume. I can only assume that Joe is cleared to wrestle and that his first match will be versus Karrion Cross for the title. Do I think Samoa Joe is the next NXT champion? I mean, sure. Let's do that. As long, whoever, I don't care who it is. I honestly don't care who it is. It could be freaking Reginald. As long as it's not carrying cross anymore, I I don't care who it is. Like, let's let's do Johnny Jargon. John, if here's, here's here's what you do. You have him do the fast count for Johnny. Johnny becomes champion. Johnny loses the title to Pete Dunn. Okay, Samoa Joe gets choked out by by carrying cross because carrying cross knows that Joe gave Johnny a fast count. So you, you still get your Karrion Cross versus Samoa Joe match, but now you don't need the title all mixed up in it. It's just a big-time match. Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross is a big-time match. Do that. And then you can have Samoa Joe beat Karrion Cross, and then you can go to the main roster. And then you can have Samoa Joe versus Pete Dunne for the NXT Championship, which is what they've been teasing this whole time. Elliot Fletcher brings up a good point. He thinks that uh, Pete Dunne will be Joe's hired gun. If Joe isn't allowed to compete, maybe Pete will compete on behalf of Joe. Now, I think Joe is allowed to compete, but maybe the story is he's not quite cleared yet. 
So he has to have Pete Dunn versus uh, versus Cross first. Maybe that's what maybe that's what uh, maybe that's what uh, Pete Dunn has been doing, sidling up to Joe this whole time. Maybe he's just afraid to like fully ask, "Hey, uh, Samoa Joe, I know you don't like Karrion Cross. I don't like him either. Uh, how about how about I fight on on behalf on behalf of you? Maybe Pete Dunn becomes Joe's." Pete Gunn, as in hired gun. I don't know. Um, I, I am very intrigued by all the possibilities and the pathways they are seemingly leading us down. We got that amazing six-man tag feud uh, between Legado de Fantasma and Hit Row. We got Tommy and Timmy versus Pete and Oni. We got Pete versus Joe. We got Cole versus Joe. We got Cole versus O'Reilly first. Probably we got Joe versus Carrying Cross. Uh, I don't care what else happens as long Carrying Cross isn't the champion anymore. <sighs> anyway, that was uh, that was NXT for July thirteenth. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, uh, I did the post Raw show already. Um. And uh, I wanted to say uh, thank you to people here. I got some super chats I forgot to do. Uh, Kim C says, I even wore my Johnny Champion shirt out of the smidgen of hope that I got where we'll gain the title. How silly of me. This is the thing. This is what I've, this is what I've learned. Sometimes, I've, I noticed with my Milwaukee Bucks fandom, sometimes it's, it's good to not wear the person or the team you're rooting for's merchandise because it lets the cosmos know that you've put too much stock in a victory and then the cosmos loves nothing more than to disappoint you at least if you're a milwaukee bucks fan um so i've taken to not wearing milwaukee bucks stuff while they play just so the cosmos won't punish me i have a problem uh seller justin lopez says speaking of troll jobs they're probably going to have Cross gets stripped for attacking an official and go to the main undefeated. Hope I'm wrong. Listen, as long as he's no longer the NXT champion and he's on the main roster, I don't care how you do it. I honestly don't. I really don't. That's fine by me. Hold on. I missed missed a a super chat. One second. Da-da-da. Aiden O'Connell, oh, Aiden O'Donnell, excuse me, says, I'm late, so I'm going to start from the beginning. Just wanted to show my support for you. Your Raw and SmackDown shows are my favorite part of Select. Thank you very much. Subscribe to Fightful Select. You get all of Sean Ross Sapp's amazing news, scoops, and you get me with my rants about uh, Raw and SmackDown. Normally, I do the Raw show after this but i did it last night because i just didn't want to do two shows back to back this week it take it, it really does it takes a lot out of me so i knew i was going to be up late um last night and so i was like fine i'll just do the show i got a, i got an early appointment gotta take the kid to the doctor tomorrow morning so i didn't want to stay up really late the kid is fine just check up don't worry about it we're all good um but then you can see me uh talking about uh smackdown this coming Saturday. I'll probably do it Saturday. I might do it Friday. I don't know. It's a pay-per-view weekend. We'll see. Uh, and then Money in the Bank is this weekend, people. 
We'll we'll see we'll see who wins. Anybody but Drew McIntyre. Okay. Uh, actually, Biggie, 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 please win the Money in the Bank, Biggie. And Sonya, if you're in the match, you should win the match too. Um, thank you uh, for subscribing. Uh, this is awesome. I, I really do believe wholeheartedly in Fightful Select and and Fightful entirely. I'm I'm super 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 proud of all the stuff we've done in five years. Uh, and I'm really stoked to have been a part of it. I, I think we have some really cool stuff on, on the horizon for, uh, for, for sour grap stuff. So uh, keep your, keep your ear tuned and, and your eyes peeled. Is that how it says? Smash that like button. I love you. Fightful faithful. We're out. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.